Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Wednesday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all of our great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course streaming on YouTube YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS is the number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got a whole lot to do today as we're rocking and rolling all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Eric Eager, live from the Combine, the VP of Sumer Sports. He's going to stop by at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And before that, uh, we're going to be joined by Bart Winkler on Winkler Wednesdays right here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio at 4.40 p.m. Eastern, 1.40 p.m. Pacific. All righty. Moist Mike here with us. uh, Ryan Botcher as well. Can I ask a question right out of the gate? And and maybe that this is just uh, me not being able to see things. Is Stu off today? Or is Stu behind the glass? Oh, there Stu is. Sorry, I was about to say Stuart Kovacs is here with us too, but since uh, Botcher is training with us, I can't see Stu right now because Stu is blocked by a monitor. And I thought I was like maybe hallucinating right out of the gate because I thought I saw Stu about four minutes ago and then I sit down here and Stu was nowhere to be found. But now I see Stu is uh, hard at work. But anyway, I just did my uh, weekly appearance on 560 WQAM with Mark Hockman and Channing Crowder. And those guys aren't happy with me right now. And I wouldn't say Channing Crowder isn't happy with me. I think Mark Hockman isn't happy with me because they said, oh, what are you talking about today? And I said, oh, ironically enough, we're actually leading the show with the Miami Dolphins today because I saw that Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel were speaking at the Combine and they're talking about their desire uh, to get a deal done with Tua Tungavailoa, who's entering the final year of his contract and it's the fifth year option from being a first round pick and they're going to meet at the combine with two as representatives and they want to try to get a deal done. And in this report, it also says two is projected to get $50 million per year in a potential contract extension. And I understand when the outsider says something about your quarterback, it elicits a stronger response than if it was someone that was a Dolphins fan. And when I was on with those guys, I never said that Tua Tungavailoa is trash. 
I never said Tua Tungavailoa is a bad quarterback, an average quarterback, or an above-average quarterback. I simply just said that Tua Tungavailoa is a good quarterback. Tua, probably at his best, is the eighth-best quarterback in football. And then, at his worst, he's 12th or 13th. I think Tua is in that range, high-end eight, low point being the 13th-best quarterback in football. I think Tua is a good quarterback. But the point I was making is I'm not rushing to give Tua an extension this offseason. And this is the biggest dilemma that teams have in the NFL is when you have a good quarterback but not a great quarterback, you still have to pay that quarterback great money. And I don't think Tua should be paid a contract that is worth $50 million a year. Now, if he gets that deal... I'm not going to be sitting here and saying, oh, shame on Tua for getting his money because that's what the market dictates for a good but not great quarterback. And maybe one day Tua turns into and develops into a great quarterback. But personally, I don't think Tua has the ceiling of being a great quarterback in the NFL. I think his ceiling is just being a very good quarterback. And I was the one person, and this is the crazy part, that going into last season said, I'm not concerned about the injury status of Tua Tungavailoa. I actually predicted that Tua was going to be healthy this past off uh, this past off season heading into this uh, season of 2023. So it's not like I'm a Tua hater. It's not like I want to see Tua fail. I am rooting for Tua Tungavailoa. I like to a Tunga Vailoa. But I could like a player. I could be rooting for a player. And then I could also be fair and acknowledge that so far Tua's career in the NFL has been a disappointment. Now, when you say it's been a disappointment, once again, let me reiterate, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm not saying he's trash and he's garbage as an NFL quarterback. I'm not. But Tua's once talked about as a transcendent talent. Tua was once talked about as one of the greater players or the best player in college football. Like the talk about Tua was so high and he didn't even end up being the first quarterback to go in his draft class. Now he only fell from potentially being the first overall pick and it ended up being Joe Burrow with his emergence down to being the fifth overall pick and being the second quarterback off the board. But there was a time in college where if you got on the radio when Tua was in college and you said, oh, Tua's not going to be the first quarterback in his draft class or Tua's not going to be a top three pick, that would have been inconceivable. That would have been unheard of. And so far in the NFL, I only look at Tua having one season that has really impressed me. And even though that season was this past year, what was the big moment? Like, he put up good stats, but Bill Belichick used to say it all the time, stats are for losers. And there were quite a few games that you could look at where Tua did not perform well with the game on the line. The Kansas City game in Germany. The end of the season. Heck, I picked the Dolphins to win the division before the year started. So you can't say I'm a Dolphins hater, but they had the division lead for practically the entire year, and they choked it down the stretch. And I get it. There were injuries on the defensive side of the ball. But guess who also had injuries on the defensive side of the ball? The Buffalo Bills. 
And the Buffalo Bills was as vulnerable as they've ever been in the last few years. And still, with how many chances the Bills tried to hand you that game in the final game of the season in your building, Tua and the Dolphins couldn't take control of that game and win that game. So I'm not sorry when I get on the radio in Miami or I get on the radio today around the country, across North America, and say that if I'm running the Miami Dolphins right now, I'm making Tua prove it another season. And yes, I'm not a dummy. I could acknowledge that in all likelihood, Tua's going to get an extension, and probably it's going to happen this offseason. Because teams are in that dilemma, well, what else are we going to do? And a few years ago, Tom Brady was the hot name. Now Tom Brady is retired. So what else are the Dolphins going to be able to do to go get a quarterback that's going to be better than Tua? The answer is probably not there. But it doesn't mean that you need to rush this offseason and give him an extension. Because that extension comes with a lucrative price tag and a hefty, and I mean a hefty, guaranteed price. And when you give guaranteed money out like that, You don't get it back. You have to give it to that player, the guaranteed money. So what happens this year if Tua doesn't perform as well? Or if Tua, God forbid, gets hurt again or gets concussed again? And you give him an extension this offseason, everyone a year from now is going to be saying, man, the Dolphins panicked. The Dolphins rushed. The Dolphins, they gave him that contract extension too soon. All I'm asking for is simply this. Tua, prove to me in back-to-back seasons you could stay healthy. Prove to me statistically, even though I think the stats are very misleading with Tua, that you could be perceived as a top-10 quarterback in back-to-back seasons. And if you do that this year, then a year from now, I'll give you the big fat contract extension. But until I see it in back-to-back years, I don't think I need to give Tua Tunga-Vailoa a contract extension this offseason. And it's crazy now when a quarterback just shows one competent season how quick we are to pay the quarterback. Like, look at Jalen Hurts. Perfect example. And Jalen Hurts has been better as a pro than Tua has ever been. Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. He took a team to a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts got a big, fat contract extension after that one great season. And now, what are people doing the last three, four weeks? They're questioning if it was a one-hit wonder from Jalen Hurts. They're questioning if Jalen Hurts is the long-term answer in Philadelphia, if this is a Carson Wentz situation 2.0. There have been so many times, and I get it, it's someone else's money. So why should I care how other teams spend their money? And once again, If the Dolphins extend Tua, I'll accept it. I'm not going to fault Tua. All I'm saying is you don't need to rush to extend him right now because you could still go down the franchise tag road. It happened with Kirk Cousins. We've seen this play out before. You could get a deal done a year from now, and I get it. That could be awkward. That could create some friction inside the organization. That could create some contentious relationships. But guess what? When the ball gets placed down in September, people aren't focused on contracts. People are focused on ball. 
They're focused on football. They're focused on winning games. They're focused on taking the next step for the Miami Dolphins. So you could have these uh, preliminary uh, talks and have those talks and maybe see if you get a deal done. But all I'm saying is it doesn't have to happen this offseason. And quite frankly, I don't think it would be smart of the Dolphins to give him $50 million a year for the next four or five years and throw him all this guaranteed money off one good season where they didn't win a playoff game. And you look at the Miami Dolphins, there were a lot of big games where the offense failed them. Like I said, in Kansas City. And, you know, in, with that game up uh, in Germany uh, going up against the Chiefs. So uh, the Buffalo game at the end of the season. Heck, the one team that the Dolphins beat that was actually considered a good team were the Dallas Cowboys. But we know the Dallas Cowboys, they were the same thing. They beat up on a bunch of bad teams and they couldn't actually beat any of the good teams. So it's not a situation where you have to do it this offseason. And that's all I'm saying. But it's amazing when you say something like that, the response it occurs from the Dolphin fan base. Or this goes for, the, for any other fan base when you say don't give the quarterback the extension. It's not me being a hater. It's not me saying the quarterback's horrible. It's not. Once again, I think two is good. I just said two is anywhere from eight to 13 in quarterback rankings. Tua is a good quarterback. But I don't have to bend over backwards for just a good quarterback and expedite a contract extension. I don't. I need to see what he could do this year in back-to-back seasons. And can he not only replicate what he did last year, but take it the next step? And I get it. When you feel like you have the guy, and Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer, they think they have the guy, it does behoove you to get the contract done sooner rather than later because the longer you wait, the more and more the price tag goes up. But I can't sit here and confidently say that Tua is going to be a great quarterback and Tua is a franchise quarterback. And as I have said, I only think his ceiling is a good quarterback in the NFL. I don't think Tua Tungavailoa wins a Super Bowl in the NFL. And still, with all that being said, it's going to be tough to move on. It's going to be tough to to find a quarterback better. And I'm not saying the Dolphins are moving on from Tua. All I am simply saying is you don't need to give him the contract extension this offseason just because he's entering the final year of his deal. Make him prove it once again. And then if he does prove it once again, I'd be happy to write a check. And I know it's not me writing the check. But I would be fine with the Dolphins writing a check, even if it costs them five more million dollars a year. It is not wrong. It is it is not the wrong thing to do in the NFL to wait a little bit, even if it ends up becoming uncomfortable. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Should the Dolphins extend to a tongue of Iloa? I think you can realize in the last 15 minutes where I stand on that right now. We'll take a break. When we come on back, the Vikings have said that uh, Justin Jefferson is one of the best non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Who are the five best non-quarterbacks in the NFL? We'll get into that conversation when we continue on the Zach Gelb Show in five minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Um, So I heard uh, Questia Dofa Mensa the other day while praising Justin Jefferson, who you guys all know I'm a huge fan of. Uh, He called him one of the best non-quarterbacks and one of the best uh, players in the NFL. Um, I think we could all agree that Justin Jefferson, Jay Jettas, is one of the preeminent non-quarterbacks in the NFL. But it got me thinking, who are the five best non-quarterbacks in football? Because when you talk about the five best players in the league, it is so tough to not give the tiebreaker to the quarterback position just because the quarterback is not only the most important position in in football, but it's the most important position in all of sports. There is no more important position in sports and more covered and highly coveted position in sports than being the quarterback of an NFL team. So when I go through the five best non-quarterbacks in the NFL, I'll make it a mission right out of the gate. I feel terrible not putting an offensive lineman in there. And the one offensive lineman that I considered was one of the greatest tackles of all time in Trent Williams. But Trent Williams didn't make the top five for me. So here's my list. Five best non-quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'll go from five to one. And at number five, it's Chris Jones, the defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. When I look at Chris Jones... Not only is he a multiple-time world champion, and not only was he an enormous storyline heading into this year with uh, going into week one, the contract not being rectified, and him sitting in the luxury box as the Detroit Lions just edged out the eventual back-to-back world champions in the Kansas City Chiefs. But you look at Chris Jones. He may be right now the best defensive tackle in football. And for a while, that tag was given to Aaron Donald And Aaron Donald came up incredibly clutch in that Super Bowl up against Cincinnati Bengals where he threw the Bengals offensive line around like they were a rag doll and made the biggest play when you needed it with Jamar Chase open right down that sideline. And if Donald doesn't get there as quick as he did, the Rams don't have a championship. But now we've seen Chris Jones win multiple championships. And Chris Jones, remember that third and four In the first Super Bowl championship for the Chiefs with this regime, he batted the ball down at the line of scrimmage. And then this past year, he went right through the offensive line in overtime to force the the 
um, uh, you know, to force a, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, excuse me, to, uh, to kick the field goal. So Chris Jones, to me, is the fifth best non-quarterback in the NFL. And a big reason why is we all know he's an elite player, but planet players make planet plays in the biggest of moments, and that's what Chris Jones does consistently. So Chris Jones in at number five. In at number four, it's Justin Jefferson. We all know the historical start that Justin Jefferson got off to in his first three years in the NFL, and he got slowed down a little bit this year by injuries. But Justin Jefferson right now is the second-best wide receiver in the NFL, and when I say the quarterback is the most important position in football, then it turns out to be now from a money standpoint, wide receivers are now making great wide receivers like 30-something million dollars a year because we know this league now is predicated off passing the football. So when a quarterback is so important, how many times a quarterback throws a football, explosive wide receivers and their priority now in the league just keeps on going up and up and up. Like when I look at the most important positions in football, I would say quarterback is one. I would then say two is offensive line, your tackle. Three would be wide receiver. And then fourth would be your defensive end. Those to me are the four most important positions in the NFL. So Chris Jones in at five, the explosiveness and the ridiculous start of Justin Jefferson in at number four. In at number three is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill and his speed just absolutely kills. And it's so lethal. And I know that he has left Kansas City, and Kansas City has still found a way to win without him. But Tyreek Hill could be on the offensive side of the ball talking non-quarterbacks. He is, not could be, he is the most intimidating player for defensive coordinators outside of quarterbacks on the offensive side of the ball because I just don't know how you stop him. And by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see the, and I don't like Tyree kill the person. I, I have made that clear throughout the years, but there's a difference. Tyree kill the person then Tyree kill the football player in this conversation. Uh, five best nine quarterbacks in the NFL. Even though if I don't like Tyree kill the person, I got to acknowledge his greatness on the field. But there's a, a, the latest allegations out there of Tyree Kill. I guess he slid into the DMs of a plus size model is the uh, correct wording here. And then Tyree Kill, I'm assuming, has a football camp just from the story that I was reading. And this model brought her kid to the football camp. And while at the camp, I guess Tyree Kill, allegedly, just from the article that I read, said to the model, who I guess he was hitting on, from the way that I read it, oh, participate in these drills. And Tyreek Hill, I guess, was like dropping back to pass or, or some kind of drill. And the model, plus size model, uh, hit him and he fell back a little bit. And he got embarrassed and allegedly got physical with the plus size model. Now, I don't know about you, Samter. Like, nothing surprises me anymore. And if those allegations are true, they're absolutely horrible. But when I was reading that article, I almost thought I was reading an Onion article at first. Or, or what's the, uh, the Twitter account? Ballsack Sports. Because it's just one of those things where even though nothing surprises me anymore and I give Tyree Kill the benefit of the doubt to absolutely be at zero, like I will never give him the benefit of the doubt 
great player, but I don't like him as a human being, and I don't shy away from that. And Tyreek Hill is always associated with something off the field. You're in a, a, a football camp that's your camp, and there's someone there that I guess you're flirting with, and because she what pushed you back a little bit in a drill that you were organizing, then you allegedly... I think she broke a leg or something like that. She was on crutches. She had a fracture. That's crazy. Now, a fracture can be a lot of things, right? Like a hairline fracture. Sure. Could be like you got hurt and there's just like a little but chip still, in the But Yes. You get physical. You, you you push her back. Well, we're also hearing the story from her side. We're True. hearing the story that she said that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he, I embarrassed him and so he wanted to hurt me. It also could just be a situation where, like, they were all having fun. She may have thought he was embarrassed, and then maybe he was a little bit overzealous but, like, wasn't intending to do anything bad. She just happened to agree to do a drill. Maybe she signed a waiver. We don't know. I'm sure they all have to sign waivers anytime they do any kind of drills at at these camps. Yeah, who knows? It seemed like this was, like, a private thing, And listen, Tyreek Hill, like you said, he has a lot of warts on his resume Uh, as far as being a person. So... I wouldn't throw anything past him, but... Put it, put it this way, and I hate to say it this way, but this is just the way that I feel. If this was just a regular woman, and this was not a model, no one would uh, be making excuses for, for Tyree Kill here. And that, that's just the reality. If, if Tyree Kill wasn't a big, successful star, and this wasn't a model, no one would be saying, oh, we have to hear the other side of the story with Tyree Kill. Like, if this is just a regular gal... Uh, you know, mother who was just, you know, I don't know, like a receptionist somewhere that brought her kid to a football camp. No one would be trying to see the other side of this story, um, like uh, what did go down. But anyway, I digress. I don't want to spend much more time on that story. Going back to the five best nine quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, Chris Jones, five, Justin Jefferson, four, Tyree Kill, three. Now, Michael Parsons isn't going to like this answer, but Miles Garrett is two. And Miles Garrett... There was a play this year where he was taunting the right tackle and the left tackle. Remember, he was going from side to side, and it actually forced a delay of game. He is one of the most dominant players in the NFL, and he is a hulk of a human being. He is just incredible, and he is so strong, we all know that. But the reason why I'm going... Him two and TJ Watt one is three out of the last four seasons. TJ Watt has led the NFL in sacks and that matters. And I know Miles Garrett just won defensive player of the year. Personally, I would have gone TJ Watt over Miles Garrett. You're splitting hairs. I'm not irate either way, but I would have given the 1% edge over to TJ Watt compared to Miles Garrett uh, because TJ Watt did lead the NFL and sacks this past year. So, Sam, do anything jump out to you there? Those are my five best non-quarterbacks in the NFL. Chris Jones, five. Justin Jefferson, four. Tyree Kill, three. Miles Garrett, two. And TJ Watt in at number one. There's a few names I'm surprised mm-hmm. that are not on the list. Throw them uh, at me. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two, just from the 49ers alone. Christian McCaffrey, who is probably the most versatile offensive player in the NFL. And then Debo Samuel, who, if he's not the most versatile, he's right behind... Christian McCaffrey. So those you know are the what? two guys. M- McCaffrey has to be on that list. You know, uh, you know what? It's a great point. Deep, uh, I, I will admit when I'm wrong. Debo, I cannot put in the top five. Uh, Trent Williams, I would put in before Debo. Yeah, McCaffrey has to be in the top five. I would bump out. You know, I would put 
I'd actually slide McCaffrey into three, bump down Tyreek to four, and Justin Jefferson to five and just slide out Chris Jones. You're a thousand percent right. Uh, With Christian McCaffrey, the running back position gets devalued a lot of times in this conversation, but he's more than just the running back, especially what he does in the receiving game. You're, You're right. From an offensive player standpoint, McCaffrey has to be the best non-quarterback in the league. 100% right. Okay, and I think really, I mean, there's other names that you could argue about. There's no other receiver that goes to the Tyreek Hill, Jettas uh, yeah. conversation. Devontae Adams for, for a little bit, and Devontae Adams has been a, a stud. I think Devontae Adams is the third best receiver in football. Yeah, there were a couple other receivers, but again, I think that they're behind those two, and if those two are four and five, now that McCaffrey's in, there's no other running back I'd put in defensively. I love Chris Jones, and he's a game changer, but maybe I can. I mean, he's off the list now that we put McCaffrey in, but I can make the argument for Max Crosby as well over Chris Jones. But there's not a lot of other names that I would really have a big argument with. It was just McCaffrey. And the only reason I mentioned Debo is just because he's so crucial to that offense as a running back, as a receiver, uh, as a blocker, as everything. He's so versatile, but he's not the third best receiver. He's just versatile in the sense of his offensive um, versatility. So when we were talking about Brock Purdy, and who's the most important people on that offense? I said it was McCaffrey one, it was Trent Williams two, and it was Debo three. I just put a higher importance on the left tackle position uh, for that team with Trent Williams, and it's not undermining Debo here. And then McCaffrey, to me, is really the straw that stirs the drink for uh, for that offense. Um, and, and I think he is uh, the – hey – I thought there was a, a, a while in the NFL season where he should have won MVP. So I'll update that because you are right with McCaffrey. That that was a, a bad job by me there, an oversight by me. Uh, Watt won, Garrett two, McCaffrey three, Tyreek four, and Justin Jefferson would be five. That's some good uh, checks and balances right there. It is the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. All righty. Who are uh, some of the best non-quarterbacks in the NFL? 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 4227. We'll take a timeout. When we come on back, we'll update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio with the news brief. Update time first, though. Here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelby's in the hashtag ask the pros. Be listening later in the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed at low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Let's update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We get to a news brief. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Let's start off with Stephen Jones. Has he thought about life without Dak Prescott in the final year of his contract? Because you don't have to, you can't use the tag on Dak and there's no trade and all that. Do you have to start thinking about the possibility of life without him at all at this point? We will get our whole thing with Dak is him being a cowboy. That's all that's on our mind, and uh, certainly don't get into those type of thoughts. So this is what we were talking about earlier with Tua. So here's the thing with Dak: he's in the final year of his deal, and the cap number is so high for Dak Prescott. It's almost sixty million for this year. So if you think that Dak Prescott is going to be your guy, and you're going to give him another long-term deal then it makes sense to give him a new contract because then you can move around the numbers. And that's a a big part about that, where you could have that cap hit go down for this year and not be 59.45 million against the cap. I'm not expecting Stephen Jones, though, to say that they've thought about life without Dak Prescott because they've just been through this a few years ago, not that long ago, four years ago, where they went through a long process where Dak didn't get an extension And then ultimately, they did finally give Dak Prescott that extension. I just don't believe that they're going to move on from Dak. You can make a case. You could say Dak's not worth the money. But once again, it's that dilemma. Like Tua, you have a good quarterback. You probably think you could find better. But will you actually be able to find better? Dak's going to be the guy in Dallas for another three or four seasons. And he'll get one more contract extension. Maybe it happens this offseason. Maybe it happens next offseason. But, yeah, I would probably say that this is going to be the final or should be the final contract extension with Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. But, like, look at a situation in Minnesota where Kirk Cousins has been a good quarterback, now a free agent, and look how long Kirk Cousins kept on getting another year, another year, another year in Minnesota. And now some people are believing that they're going to find a way to get another deal done even though they think they could get a better quarterback or there's better quarterbacks out there But when you have a good quarterback, that's the GM's biggest fear. You run that quarterback out of town. It's not as easy as you make it out to be where you could just find the next guy. Uh, Here is Joe Shane. So he was on a Giants radio show. This is a team-issued web show, radio show, whatever you want to call it. And they were taking phone calls, which you usually do not have happen. 
Like, we've had Joe Shane on this show many times before. It's never been, hey, 855-212-4CBS, give a phone call, and you get to talk to the general manager of the Giants. But here is a fan question on a Giants-issued streaming show where Joe Shane was on with two co-hosts, and uh, a, a caller, a fan, uh, rang up the show, and he uh, isn't a big fan of Daniel Jones, to say the least. Listen up. This might be a little friendly fire. I know every time someone talks about Daniel Jones, they talk about the Minnesota game, but I can bring up 20 other games when he wasn't very good at all, like uh, the Dallas game when it was 40 to nothing, the Philadelphia divisional game when he was god-awful. What do you see in this guy? I don't get it, especially he's got two neck injuries, ACL, had concussions. How can you move on with this guy? Thank you, Charlie. Thanks for the call, yeah. Charlie. No, I appreciate the question. Yeah, what I see is I see a young man that has all the physical tools and athleticism to play the quarterback in the NFL. So that is what I like to call checks and balances. You are doing something where you have the general manager joining your team-issued show, and it's a nice idea in theory to have that general manager be on the show interacting with fans. But when you open it up to fans, because no offense to the two people that are employed by the Giants, they're not going to put Joe Shane in a tough position when you're getting a paycheck from the Giants. Like I'm not saying team reporters are bad, but there's always a grain of salt that you have to put when something is done by team reporters because they're paid by the team. Like, I have a good relationship with Joe Shane. I've had Joe Shane on this show numerous times. I actually exchanged a text message with him uh, uh, yesterday. So I'm a fan of Joe Shane. But if Joe Shane comes on this show, I'm asking a similar question that the caller asked. But the two people that are hosting the team-issued show are not going to ask that to Joe Shane. So that was a funny sequence where you have a caller who's basically just trashes the quarterback of the Giants and says to the GM, what do you see in him that no one else basically sees in him? And right away, the two people that are hosting the show are like, yep, thanks for the call. And I'll let you in on a little lingo here in radio, a little radio lingo. When you were on a remote location and someone is controlling, like let's say we were at the combine and Ryan Botcher is running the board. If I say thanks for the call, that means hang the bleep up on this person. Like, I can't control that. Sometimes there's technology that allows you to control it when you're on location. But a lot of times I've been at places and I've done events, and you say to the the uh, the board op, if I say thanks for the call, that means hang, hang up on the person. And that's the way that you communicate on the air. And they could not have pulled the, the, uh, the press the button quick enough to disconnect that caller at least they let him get the entire question out. And Joe Shane handled it perfectly. But it's a fair question because I don't think anyone actually believes that Daniel Jones is the long-term answer for the Giants. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. I just think he's average. Now, he did impress two years ago where he used his mobility. He extended plays, and he didn't have a lot around him. But also, you have to factor this in. The guy's not healthy. And when you've already suffered at a young age this many injuries... It would be malpractice to the organization if you weren't, especially with the sixth overall pick, at least doing your due diligence and seeing if someone falls to you or if you move up in the draft into the top three to go get your quarterback of the future. Uh, let's go to McCole Hardman. 
And this is uh, McCall Hardman on what went wrong with the Jets. Let's listen up. I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure. You know where I know I'm better than him, I'm better than him too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey, like that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in the rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. This this my thing was. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I've been to four Super right. Bowls in five years. I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like I'm not going for that. Cause y'all not doing it right. Samter, this is a very interesting last two days for your former football team and the New York Jets, where they're not even trying to be a part of the drama, but here they are where they're right in the middle of the drama, and they're just getting showed that they are like a circus. So Deion Dawkins, who played it yesterday, won't play it again today. He just trashed Michael Clemens and a lot of the Jets' defense, which I think is a fair assessment of the Jets' defense. Like, uh, Quinn Williams is really good. Uh, he's great. Sauce Gardner's great. Quincy Williams is great. Like, the Jets have... A, a lot of great players on defense, but their defense is just a good defense, not a great defense. Like that defense thinks they're the 85 Bears, they're the LOB, uh, they are the Steel Curtain, they're the early 2000 Baltimore Ravens. They're not. So I think that was fair of what Deion Dawkins had to say. Could have been a little bit unnecessary, sure, but Deion's my guy from college, but I will even admit that was a little bit unnecessary. But Deion, when you ask him a question, every time he gives you a genuine answer. And then you have McCole Hardman going on the Pivot podcast and just trashing the Jets organization. Now, Sauce Gardner tweeted this out. And he tweeted, we ain't going to talk about how our offensive game plan got leaked versus the Eagles, though. And then he deleted it. And now a lot of people are saying or accusing McCole Hardman of maybe leaking the game plan to try to get himself out of the Jets organization, and I don't know if I believe this, but if that's true and you're on the team and you're leaking the game plan to another team, and crazy enough, the Jets actually won that game up against Philadelphia because Jalen Hurts uh, threw a late interception. He had a bunch of interceptions in that game. It's just a wild last 48 hours for the Jets where they got dragged by Deion Dawkins, and now McCole Hardman is just taking a bunch of shots at the Jets organization on the offensive side of the ball for everyone that's not named Aaron Rodgers or uh, Garrett Wilson. Crazy, crazy last 48 hours, uh, Samter, for your uh, former football team in the New York Jets. Uh, whatever. You know what? When Aaron Rodgers comes back, uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl, uh, unless my Chiefs take them out, for sure. Uh, who's blocking on that offensive line? Because Joe Douglas has been there for now, what, half a decade, and that offensive line still sucks? Yeah, they got rid of three of their starting offensive linemen. They're going to mm. draft a, uh, an O-lineman or O-tackle at number 10. They're going to yeah. bring in Bakhtiari, who's coming off of injury, and then they'll sign some guard somewhere, and they'll be fine. Okay. You think they could win a Super Bowl next year? Yeah, with Bakhtiari, a first-round offensive tackle, a new guard, because yeah. they had the worst-rated guard in the NFL in Lakin Tomlinson, uh, and uh, Aaron Rodgers coming back with that defense, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, yeah, they can win a Super Bowl. You sniffing glue these days? So much of it. You have no idea, okay. man. Like three different kinds of glue and all these different kinds of uh, products. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, we'll get to producers around here that have crazy takes because my old producer, Hot Take Kiki, maybe had one of the craziest takes I've ever heard. We'll get to that coming up in, in about 10 minutes. Uh, let's get to the play-by-play 
So, Max Strews, how many three-pointers did he uh, hit in this comeback? It was like four or five? It was five in the last three and a half minutes, including what you're about to hear. And it was a half-court game winner. Uh, let's go to the Cavs play-by-play first. This is the Cavaliers radio network of the Max Strews game winner. Pass deflected by Mobley, but grabbed by Doncic. Doncic bounced underneath the P.J., and he laid it in with 2.6 to go. Cavs out of timeout. Strews into Mobley. Back to Max. Half-court shot. Good! Good! He is! Cavs win! This place is going crazy! The Cavaliers had 2.6! They were out of timeouts! Screws let it fly! Screws hit nothing but net! Screws on the loose with the game winner! In one of the most incredible endings you will ever see! Struce on the loose. I like that. That's good. That's like a 9.1 out of 10 call at a moment of euphoria like that. But I want to hear the misery. Let's listen up to the Mavs radio network on the losing side of the Max Struce game-winning three-point shot. Five seconds underneath Washington. 2.6 to go. They're out of timeouts. Dallas leads by one. Mobley, Struce, Haheem. The excitement in the beginning. I was already dying in the first three seconds because you know what's going to happen. The announcer obviously doesn't, and he's so excited, making it like feel as if it's a big game in the regular season. And then you just have that shot, and it's like the instant dagger of just like, oh, now I have to talk? Are you kidding me? That was awesome. That was that was phenomenal, seeing both sides of it. Good job there. All righty, that's a news brief. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. I gave you my top five non-quarterbacks in the NFL. T.J. Watt, one. Miles Garrett, two. Christian McCaffrey, three. Tyreek Hill, four. Justin Jefferson, five. Gave honorable mentions to Chris Jones and Trent Williams. Uh, Cassaray on Twitter says, how about Panay Sewell? Uh, not yet. Dean Kelly says, Travis Kelsey. Didn't have a great regular season, but was awesome in the postseason. To me, not in the top five. Coming on back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.